Ladies and gentlemen, we're live. It's 2021. This is the first time you're joining us as we're clocking over into a new year. Folks, this is the Sidelines Podcast. In case you forgot who we are and you forgot what my dulcet yet frustratingly arousing, confusing voice was, it's me, Cordo. I'm joined by my other host, my man. Uh, it's AP over here, Cordo. How's it going, mate? <laughs> How are you, bro? I'm excited. I'm good. It's great to be back. This is this is what it's all about. It's been building. Uh, you know, it was a longer break than anticipated, but these things happen. Yes. And, you know, the phone lines were ringing off the hook, demanding. Correct. Begging for some stuff to listen to. There were lots of people going, where is it? Actually, a lot of cranky friends going, I'm back in the office. It's Thursday. It's Friday. WTF, our new episodes, bro. <laughs> yeah, can you go stop being lazy pricks and do something? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I fired out a, a photo of the band Aerosmith to a few people, and they came back with, what does that mean? I said, back in the saddle again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, how was your New Year's and Jan so far? I know uh, January's big for you. <laughs> yes, I love... I love January. It's a very weird month, though. So, I mean, let's you know, let let's recap from where we left our loyal and ideally new listeners. But the uh, <laughs> the ambitiousness of the boys to do eight podcasts in effectively eight days did wear the, did wear the lads down. Uh, <laughs> logistical nightmare on so many levels. But look, we learn a lot. Um, yes. But look, Christmas was a great time. It was really good to have a bit of a break. Um, yeah, New Year's was New Year's, as is, you know, it's just what, it's what it is. There's, there's not much else to record there. Um, but look, I, I don't know about you, Cordo, but January I find to be the weirdest month because I enjoy, there's a whole lot of things going on. There's a loose optimism. Yeah. There's also an undercurrent of dread. Yes. Um, uh, a bit of panic. Yes. Especially this, this week's the panic week, which I enjoy. Um, because typically what happens, uh, broad statements, I only deal in broad statements. Yeah. Um, everybody's locked in some goals for 2021. Everybody. Yep. doesn't matter who you are. There's always something. Yeah. Small, big, irrelevant. Suddenly the end of Jan comes around and it's like, holy shit. It's the end of January. I had all this stuff planned. I'm one twelfth of the way in. February is a gypsy month. There's no days there. It's bang on four weeks, and then I'm in March. A, for us down here, the summer months are over, um, which is not good. Uh, and then you're into winter, and then it's just like, why even, why even try to tackle 2021? Just give up now. So, look, it's just one of those times where, I don't know, I just enjoy reading people and seeing what's going on. What about you, Cordo? Yeah, I, I mean, when you said, like, optimism, dread panic, all those things. That's kind of how I feel most mornings when I face <laughs> the world. But uh, but yeah, it, January's odd. I find it's odd because you relax. And I don't think you ever really take enough time off to properly relax. So by the time you are relaxed, you're back into the swing of it. And I always, I don't know about you, I always feel a bit weird that first week back at work. Like I'm not quite there. Yeah. Like I'm a bit toe in, toe out kind of thing. I don't really feel settled. And you're right. By the time Feb rolls around, you're just kind of like, oh, shit, the year's in full swing. Yeah. January's that whole, like, 
you know, uh, blah, 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 2020, ah, 2021, sorry, you know, like typos in documents, all those little things that just don't click over. There's also the other one I like, which is at the back end of the year prior, you've gone, that's next year's problem. And you come back in and you're like, <laughs> this is still here. I'm so, I said, this is next year. This is too soon. I've, I didn't want to do this then. I don't want to do it now. <laughs> I just love sitting from afar and looking at people on social media who are friends of mine saying, oh, this year is going to be all about this. It's going to be about growth. It's going to be about this. I'm like, you're not going to achieve shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not very judgy over here at the sidelines. We we take everyone in for face value and that's it. We're just like trees. We are ready to cast shade. (laughs) <laughs> but look, speaking of 2021, it would be remiss of me to say and not ask, do you actually have any 2021 ideals? Uh, I do. So what they both involve health. Uh, now I'm starting to sound like a wanker on Instagram, but as you know, like Cordo had a little bit of a, uh, how do we say, COVID blowout. <laughs> I don't recall. (laughs) You don't remember those episodes we recorded where I refused for the lights to come on (laughs) and was yelling, don't look at me every time you came over. Um, So I want to maintain the health. So that's going to be a big thing for me. Keep losing the kegs. Have lost a lot of kegs. Shout out to myself. Um, But golf. After sitting and listening to you and Alex Malcolm talk about golf, getting some clubs finally. I went and had a hit last week, the first proper round. And let's just say two days later, I was at Drummond Golf buying accessories. As is the way. Yes. It was like you and I with guitars. Yeah, I, that's there a good is, one. Yeah, there is... I can justify purchasing pretty much everything that Drummond Golf is selling. Well, it is funny you mentioned that because I have noticed an uptick in the amount of different guitars that I see in our chat <laughs> in the last three weeks. <laughs> suddenly there can be a little bit of a gap, but then suddenly the uh, the percentage of guitar per post uh, increased. Yeah, but look, let's be frank. I send you stuff as a sense check, and you are equally guilty for going, ooh, you just got to do it. Like, why Yeah, I'm no help. Like, I'm no help. <laughs> yeah, right. You are the biggest enabler in the world. Yeah. I know. No, I did talk you out of that one. I did talk you out of a few of them, though. Yeah, but on the logic of I should save up and buy the more expensive one. That was still great logic. <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> so, yeah, that, and look, maybe we'll add that to the list. Get through the year without buying a guitar. No, nah, not going to happen. Yeah, it probably won't. But, yeah, well, how about you, mate? We should, we'll come back to these. <laughs> we'll listen to this live at the end of the year and see if we stuck to any of this. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Look, my ones are a little bit... I haven't really thought too much about them, um, which is very unlike me. I normally like having a few big, ambitious goals. Uh, I was probably a firm chance to run a half marathon. Probably not a marathon. I can't be bothered doing that. That was one little tick box. But um, the other one was, just really want to work on my jump shot. Just want to shoot that nice 35% from the floor. Ooh, 35%? Yeah, from a data collection that I choose. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just going to hit it one time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's real flaky goals. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's really about it. There's not a whole lot. Um, I, for me, it is legitimately don't purchase another guitar. 
Um, that's yeah. actually a proper one for me. Yes. Um, but, you know, things change. Yes, and I'll be there to peer pressure you. As is the way. Um, what about, there's got to be something else we can keep you on the hook for. Something that you pondered, contemplated. Something that you think you're going to fail so we can laugh about it at the end of the year. It's <laughs> not really a short list for that one. <laughs> no, I'll keep thinking about it. I don't have too much. I'm just, it's just all over everything. I mean, I'm, I'm a good 50-50 chance of giving up golf while, while you're getting into it. I'm, a ch- I'm always a chance to get rid of it if things keep continue going pear-shaped down on the course. Well, I look forward to us doing a Sidelines podcast round of golf. I mean, we wouldn't be able to broadcast it live, but I look forward to just chirping because you I, are a far superior golfer to me and the average punter in Australia. So yeah, I'm going to have think, to get lippy. I, do, I wouldn't mind a, a, the Sidelines Invitational. Um, we might have to organize that at some Ooh. point, get a few people involved. That Okay, there we go. There's our one. We've got to organize. A, we're going to have a Sidelines Invitational Golf Day in either Melbourne or Hobart this year. <laughs> And we'll see if we make it happen by the end of the year. <laughs> That's actually a good one. Yeah. Charity Invitational. All proceeds go to an offshore holding account <laughs> registered to the sidelines. Uh, no, it's like the sidelines. <laughs> so it's, it can never be associated directly to us. Uh, we invest in young leaders in Australia, namely ourselves. <laughs> the Simpson stars. Actual funds would not be charitable donations. <laughs> Um, okay, well, it comes to that other part in January that does my head in, and that is the death of what was once a great pastime, the Triple J Hottest 100. Yes, it's it's been a sharp decline, and look, looking through the lens that is our own uh, glasses, we cannot determine whether we've just gotten older and the Triple J has gotten worse, um, but... We've talked about it, and it's definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's worse. So for those who are not aware, the Triple J Hottest 100 is a... I think they often spruik. It's the biggest voting music chart thingy in the world. That's about right. Yeah. Um, the whole The whole premise of it is that you vote for 10 songs that you believe are in the top 100. There is no weighting scale. So you don't vote for number one. Your, your first vote and your 10th vote are all equally balanced. Uh, you then listen to it. It's now on the Saturday. They've gone away from Australia Day for, you know, political and probably fair enough reason. So it's now on the first Saturday of, I don't know, the third week. Anyway, you sit around and listen to it. It's great. Um, but to be honest, the the zing and the zip has uh, just just gone out of it. I don't know what I don't know what else there is to say about it. Um, look, I'm a I am a hater. I get that. Um, but I heard some stats that we're telling. And I'm going to run you through a few of them, Cordo. Okay, okay. Look, I didn't... And for those... Look, I'm back on my data chain, but I didn't write a pivot table for this. So it's just some <laughs> simple stats. So, again, premise for premise due, this is me taking a negative spin on it. 66 Australian acts made... Or songs made the top 100 songs. So on one, on one layer, you can sit there and go, that's, that's incredible. Well done. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, that is bullshit. There's no <laughs> way, there's no way that out of pure statistical analysis of the top 100 songs that you heard in the year, 66 of them 
a straight 66%. Two-thirds <laughs> of every song you heard yeah. came from Australia and was better than the rest of the world. Yeah. And that's not to say we don't make great music. We punch well above our average. I'm just saying it's statistically not probable. We are an Australian-based you know, music studio. You can put out local content. There's Triple J Unearthed, XYZ, great stories, blah, blah, blah. I just, it just it doesn't sit right with me. I also question, like, the people that still go and do those votes, as if they listen, A, to Triple J anymore, because who listens to live radio, let's be honest. I would argue that most people voting on it don't actually listen to Triple J radio. They just have Spotify and listen to... The hit list or whatever. The hit list yeah. or the Aussie charts or they explore, you know, emo, indie, alt-rock, and then they get the suggestions off that. So a big one that I think dictates that is that, you know, it's great that a, an artist will have multiple songs in there and you go, that's great. Like, you know, if the album's killer, the album's killer credit or credit's due, the amount of artists who had three or four songs in the Hottest 100 was far higher than normal, which yeah. in my opinion just means that someone just liked one dude's album and they just put in every single song on the album, <laughs> which is, again, if you're really being a, a conscious being, the seventh song on a, rec- on a record probably is not that much better than someone else's A song. Yeah. It's also like 18-year-olds just being dick riders and just going like, uh, whatever, like, weird acronym artist that does digital pop is the greatest of all time. Mm. And then clicking, boom, boom, boom. I, for me, it's cringe because you're right. The integrity of it is out the window. It used, it feels a little bit like, you remember back in the day with the Arias our music awards for our international listeners, our uh, Grammys. And they did it with what were the AFI awards, but then became the Actor Awards, A-A-C-T-A. So our like lame Oscars. Remember for a while, it would be like best actor in a motion picture. And you would have like Matt Damon, the Bourne identity. Then you would have like Ernie Dingo, <laughs> like, you know, like Jack Thompson. Anthony LaPaglia and all these random local movies that no one in Australia has watched, heard of, or knows about in any way, shape, or form. And then it'd be like, and the winner is Jack Thompson for Dreams of a Southern Cowboy Bushman, you know. Because A, Matt Damon wasn't there to get the award in person. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Yeah. It's That's just what it good. feels like. Like, where we're forcing our own stuff into a list. And the integrity goes out the window. I've also got, this is my most controversial take on it. This is proper tinfoil. You Ooh, ready for this? I love a good AP tinfoil. It is the most fired up event a little bit. Maybe it just all bottled up. So <laughs> the realm of, let's, I'm going to have some broad strokes on this one, Cordo. I haven't really thought this one out fully. So. <laughs> no, but that, I don't want you to. That's the whole point. Just swing the sword, clean up the blood later. Okay. So... When one listens to a typical radio station these days, if you do, you can sit there and have a blanket statement that that is pop music. It's popular music, and it sounds a particular way. There's a yes. way that popular music starts to group itself in. So the more you start narrow-minding in a group of music, the less diverse it gets. Yeah. So, so if you go back 20 to 30-odd years ago when Triple J first really started, its thing was alternate. It didn't matter what it was, it was alternate. 
Yeah. If it was not popular, it was alternate. You know, so then, you know, you go back in the, you know, the 2000s, mid-2000s, your top 100 was 100 different artists. You would have uh, Queens of the Stone Age followed up by a Powderfinger song, followed up by a Silverchair song, with a yep. Foo Fighters song, with a couple of rap artists. You know, a Jay-Z song was in there. Yeah, Hilt Up Hoods, Powderfinger. Yeah, it was a great mix of everything that everybody loved that was different. And you would vehemently say very few of the songs in the top 100 were actually similar. Yeah, like, well, and if you're lucky, you got Mumbo number five. Yeah. <laughs> These days, out of the top 100 at the moment, there's now a there's a sound to get into the Triple J Hottest 100. Yeah. So I go back to the song Vance Joy, um, which I just called The Beacon of Summer because they wrote that song to be a beacon of summer. That is now your Triple J Hottest 100 song. In my in my ideas, again, I don't listen to radio anymore. So broad strokes, I can say what I want. <laughs> so fifteen to twenty five of these songs are going to sound like that because they want to capture that same vibe. Yeah. By proxy, all the artists writing the same song means that your alternate radio station is becoming, in essence, popular anyway because it's all the same stuff and not diverse. That's a very good point. Bang there. They are, in fact, have become what they loathe. Exactly. The the cure to the disease has become the disease itself. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I wrote that one down. That was good. I thought of it earlier. <laughs> You're spot on. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Well, it's like MTV, like the actual TV station. You know, like back in the day, that's playing like Metallica 1, as well as Dire Straits Money for Nothing. Now it's just all those kind of like rap, hip-hop, R&B acts where all their music videos are like a Gucci ad and everyone's twerking and covering themselves in milk. Yeah. And like, like I'm gonna, this is going to be a weirder take too, but the, the WAP song, which you can sit there and say that is an abomination of a song. That's the lowest point in the history of music. But the one credit point you can give it to it is it's friggin' different. As in, it's pure shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it but, was played a lot. <laughs> but it's different. Yeah, it is different. But it's like, you, people are running out of shock value. It's That's... like, you know what I mean? Like, they're having their Marilyn Manson moment. Remember how Marilyn Manson came and just took, like, shock rock and just took it so far off the deep end, there was nothing left? Mm. Where, like, Slipknot came along and you're actually like, yeah, your masks are scary, but... <laughs> I don't see you guys, like, amputating body parts on stage. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like, I don't was it Cardi B and, uh, is that Cardi B? Yep. And I don't know the other person's name. The other person, is it that Nicki Minaj? Minaj. I know, we're showing you. Whoever. Our... Yeah. <laughs> we're showing you. <laughs> we're we're showing, showing our age. Yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. We're becoming those guys that tell the neighbours to turn it down. Um, Megan the, Sta- the Stallion. Yes. T-H-E-E. The, the, the. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the point is, they've gotten to a level where I'm like, man, what's left? Like, what can you stick in a music video, sing about, denigrate? There's nothing left. Yeah. But look, I think it's it's an interesting... It's an interesting take on what's going on in the music industry, which I think caught um, 
you and I were discussing the other day because I went back, which happens often to me. You forget some you forget some great bands that exist when you go through when you listen to music a lot of the day. You get stuck in different, you know, what's another band? And I went back to Fleetwood Mac. You yeah. sit there and go, man, Fleetwood Mac are great. Jeez, I wrote some songs. Like, my God. And you sit there and go, wow, I was born in the wrong era. This is your popular music in the 80s. Um, Fleetwood Mac are busting this out. It's the back end of Led Zeppelin on the other side. Eric Clapton's still doing cool things. Steve Ray Vaughan is also just texting up a storm. And yeah. you got the start of Dire Straits and a few other massive bands too. Yeah, I think what we're experiencing is it's no longer the music industry, it's the pop culture industry. Yeah, it's very sad. So we're no longer seeing musicians, we're seeing like produced entities that have armies of publicists, designers, marketers, analysts creating an image, a sound and a product to be consumed by people that are constantly craving a new product. And now I sound like a fucking TED talk, which is ridiculous. Like, I don't want us to be that. No. And our saltiness can only, it needs to stay salty dart throwing versus actual critical analysis. <laughs> At the same time, me and Cord, I want to get bought out. So like shit. Well, yeah, like exactly. If someone came to me and said, Cardi B would like you to shake your left testicle in a music video, I'd probably do it if the money was right. <laughs> <laughs> The other, uh, we'll leave the leave the music hot takes for now because I think we'll probably get ourselves in trouble. But I think that encapsulates another side bit of January. But I think our last sort of one, which is fantastic, is my highlight of January. Is it's the NFL finals, the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Uh, it correlates with the Super Bowl, which historically is effectively my birthday, and also. Yours, Cordo, which works out pretty well. Yes. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, but it's just just one of the best finals you can sort of ever be around. It's a big pump up. And to be fair, the Americans do a great job of it. And, geez, they talk about some legacies. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen ever. It's every time somebody does anything. We're talking like, oh, that guy just, you know, he didn't he ties his shoelace like not a bow pattern. That's for his legacy, man. Like, that's for his legacy. Yeah. Um, like musicians' legacies are referred to their Super Bowl performance. Like Michael Jackson's legacy is often like references back to things like his Super Bowl performance. It's incredible. And look, it is far different to the NBA. It is a the NBA's you know got their playoff series where it's best of seven and it's a long time. But these things are just that loose. Any man on the day, unless you're Tom Brady, and then you win. <laughs> Much to our worldwide correspondent, Jonah's uh, just utter contempt and hatred. Yeah, look, I think, I think I'll think i take one on the chin. I, I think this will be his rant about it, but it's also my take. But the NFL wanted to see Tom versus uh, the new Tom, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. In, the, in, in what, would, what you would statistically say probably would be the last bout of those two. Yes. The big Mac daddies throwing hands on the biggest stage of them all. I mean, again, it's sort of like LeBron making the finals, really. It all just <laughs> lines up very well. You know, Richmond making the finals here in Australia. It all lines up very well for you know sporting organisations that are struggling for cash flow and ratings, <laughs> but whatever. 
Oh, it's very much like that. But look, to get into the spirit of it, there's one one specific thing that I notice most of all that I wouldn't mind picking your brain about. Okay. The NFL jersey. A, an incredible amount of NFL jerseys floating around. Um, you see a lot of NBA, I'll give you that. There's yeah. also a lot of random ones. But can you wear a jersey of someone who has changed team when they are the market player? I feel like you have to be basically new to the sport. So your one excuse I would give you is, say you've got a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey. If you can honestly say to me, I finally, I actually started watching a game and I watched it because he was in the news, blah, 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 and I've really gotten into it. I'd give you a pass. It's shady. Yeah, it's and shady. I, I won't respect you ever, sort of like, I will publicly, but inside, I'll judge. But I'll give you a pass. See, the flip side of it is the NFL and the NBA being the sporting organizations as they are, uh, and I know full well, uh, when you buy a jersey for a player, statistically speaking, he's probably not going to be on the team next year. Correct. <laughs> and it is very hard... Very heartbreaking to have a, a jersey and you love the guy and he gets traded. Yes. And you're like, oh, God damn it. Um, I, well, I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey and I'm nervous. Yeah. Tell you what, if he comes to San Fran, I am getting the San Fran jersey. <laughs> He's coming home. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Green Bay. Just roll the dice once more. Come on, once more. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a... You're right. It's a very interesting time because I do. I loathe someone that owns a LeBron, uh, that owns a Cavs, a Heat, and a Lakers jersey with 23 and 6. I loathe that person. I don't yeah. respect it. Yeah. And I think that's also the way that all, like, especially American sports, it's, it's not a good time to be a, a man who enjoys jerseys. Like, it's actually more, you're actually better off going, um, you know, a, a B grade or a C grade or a really good player on your team that as a watcher, you go, I love that guy. Like he's, yeah. but he's not, he's not the A grade stud that's going to be there forever. And then everyone goes, geez, that's a weird jersey to have the defensive end for, for the <laughs> yeah. LA Rams. And you're like, yeah, he's a jet. Like, yeah. him. <laughs> I love my PJ Tucker Houston Rockets jersey. <laughs> Actually, yeah, but see, he's but probably going to get traded as well. He's going to get traded, but then I'd be like, PJ Tucker, I'd be like, respect. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like five foot 11 playing center. Um, that, or you just go the easy route, go the Mitchell and Ness classic era jersey and get yourself like a Shaq Magic jersey or an Alonzo Morning Charlotte Hornets jersey. I mean, even they swap teams, all of them, but. At least you know your jersey's not going to just become irrelevant overnight. And then you have to wait long enough for it to be okay again. I like, mean, which, which Shaq jersey do you buy? you got to buy the magic one. Yeah. Like, the, white, the white one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, the like, black one's pretty cool too. The black one's cool too. But yeah, like that skinny Shaq was unbelievable. Like big heavy Shaq in LA was unstoppable. Oh, he's dominant. But who cares? Like... Magic Shack is where it was at because that was also breaking the ring Shack. That was his Reebok deal with those amazing Shack Reebok shoes. Like there was a cultural impact of Shack that was just too good to ignore. Do you think we could pull off Reebok Shacks now? I feel like you and I as 
average, maybe slightly above average Caucasian men were not built for basketball shoes in any way, shape or form. I would like to argue with you, but I do not think I can make the case. <laughs> it's white guys, we just don't have the calves. What if I shoot 35%? <laughs> but I'm fairly certain like JJ Reddick wears low tops. Like, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> like... Unless, oh, then again, remember Dan Marley from the Phoenix Suns? I'm pretty sure Dan Marley wore high tops. Steve Kerr did. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. But, you know, who's ever gone, man, I wish I had the swagger of Steve Kerr. It's not a high. <laughs> like, Steve Kerr looks like an economics teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have gone biology, biology accounting. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a pickle. Like, so do you think then that the NFL is the most acceptable bandwagon sport in the world? Uh, NBA. I think NBA is getting that way. Yeah. I just feel like the NFL gives you that time of the year where like, people watch the Super Bowl, but they don't watch another game for the whole year. That is one very tr- I mean, the NBA, you've got to kind of be into the NBA, like, I'll rephrase that. You can enjoy watching the NBA and getting the cultural cultural impact of the NBA because it has yep. a it has a bigger stake in that game. Yes. Unless you're watching basketball, you're probably not watching five or six games of the playoff series. Yes. You might watch game six. You might watch game seven. You'll definitely yeah. watch game seven, but unless you're into it, you're not watching all five or six. Super Bowl, you can get up for it because it's one game. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, do, you can pretty much just watch the recap three hours before and you're pretty well filled in and you won't understand the game or what's really going on or why, but it's an enjoyable spectacle. Yeah. The NBA has that, like, you know when you're watching with co-workers and, like, say you go to a pub, bar, or you're watching, like, in the staff, like, room or lunchroom where there's a telly and the sound's on, it gives you that moment where, like, Phil from Legal comes along at, like, game six and watches the last 12 minutes and gets real into it, but more so because everyone else is really into it, and then gets like, oh, God, uh, are we watching Game 7, guys? Like, where are we going? <laughs> like, that happens with the NBA Finals. Oh, is he 7 for 8 from the floor in the third quarter? Did you yeah. just read that? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, and they've got some obscure reference, like, oh, is, um, uh, is uh, Dikembe Mutombo still, uh, <laughs> still keeping people out of the paint? Like... <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, 20 years ago, but no, he's retired. Um, yeah, NFL, I think, brings it together with the music stuff too. I mean, look at all the gifts we've been given, like the disasters, Janet Jackson, the Bragate. Yeah. Like that in itself was, that was in the news cycle for months. Remember there was like a whole investigation about it. Yeah. Awesome. Nowadays, <laughs> if they did that, it would be like cheered for some sort of empowerment angle or something. Like, actually, no, it wouldn't. It would be denigrated because it would, JT was ripping it off. Um, she would have to rip it off herself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, remember all the fuss, like when Britney and Madonna had a Mac on? Oh, no, that wasn't Super Bowl. That was. No, that was just a concert. That was just a concert, yeah. It was around the same time, I think. Like Prince did his amazing Super Bowl show. There's a lot of iconic people that tore it up at the Super Bowl. Beyonce. Beyonce. Mm. Um, who is doing the halftime entertainment? I think it's the weekend. Via Zoom or in person? 
Uh, I assume it is all there. That could be good. As long as we don't see like 50,000 people doing the TikTok flashing lights dance. They'll be happy. Um, all right, mate. Well, I reckon that's just about it as our little first toe dip back in the water. Yeah, don't want to, uh, you know, play all the cards just yet. No, exactly. Um, you know, and I think like, what do you think that people should look forward to this year? Um, well, look, cat's out of the bag, but we are going to do something that we very rarely do next episode, which is we remembered something that I was supposed to come back to. <laughs> so we, we have a great habit of just forgetting stuff that we're going to come back to. Uh, <laughs> but it popped up in the Christmas episode, and the hint is Jonah still has to have some eggnog. So, yes. So that is a direct callback, which we do very irregularly. Yeah, this is a show that we pride ourselves on the fact that there is zero accountability yep. <laughs> for what is said, planned, or agreed to. Timelines are loose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have made a lot of promises that we have not kept. But look, I do know we've, we're always uh, you know, seeing what the, the fans want, and we continue to go delve down that path. So I do think 2021 is going to have a lot more of all of that things. <laughs> um, and also... Whatever we feel like talking about, you know, I assume that there'll be some more tinfoil hats because that's just the way it is. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, my man, folks, at the sidelines media, we're back on all those social channels. Don't forget to subscribe to us if you haven't. We appreciate the people that have kept listening even in January. We were shocked ourselves when we logged in and looked at all the data and thought, wow, that must be a typo. It wasn't. Um, but we look forward to riding with you again this year. AP, thank you, my man. Yeah, thanks, Gordo. Take care, folks. We'll see you again next week.